Super Bowl 53, Johnny, down in Atlanta. We got the Los Angeles Rams against the New England Patriots. I can't wait to dive into this one and dissect every part of it that we can to get the Whisper Nation jacked for the big game on Sunday. That's right. That's right. Welcome to Atlanta, where the cows eat hay, and I ride fat elephants every day. No, I, I, something like that. I don't know, but we we got we got in a honor in we, honor of Atlanta. Johnny's trying to do his best ludicrous impression. Luda. That's right. That's right. We got a great show happening today. We are talking about Super Bowl Fifty Three. I know my man, Big Travi, on the mic is super jacked about it. Look at him. He's got all the Rams, all the, all the Rams gear on. He's got the hat. He's got the Rams in the backdrop. I had to keep it balanced. I, I, don't, I know Gilsley's no longer on the team, but I, I had to throw some balance in there. I can't, ever, I can't have everyone on the, on the YouTube you know, making comments to me like, yo, where's the Patriots love? So I had to throw something up there. So I got the, I got the Mike Gilsley on there. But today... Listen. We're going over mad, mad respect for the Patriots for sure. Oh, uh, we're going to get into that stuff for sure. We're going to get into this, Travis, on our show today. We're doing uh we're going to talk about some halftime stuff. We got possible possible another wardrobe malfunction, maybe? Oh, no, no. No. Okay. All right. We're going to do we're going to talk about some food for the Super Bowl, some things you got to have, right? And then we got some fun prop bets. We're going to do a quick rundown between Travi and I, between the two teams, and, uh, and then we'll sign you guys off. I hope you guys uh, are excited and ready for this sh- show. We're going to end with giving our picks, and not only that, but the score projection. So stay tuned right now. Let's get it, Travis. Let's jump on in here. We're going to start off by going to the halftime show because I know that that's the important thing that everyone wants to watch, right? Ever since the whole... Well, I think the most important thing is the commercials. Hey, I know that's why I know that's why my wife watches and like all of her friends that come over, they don't really care about the game, but they'll watch the commercials. Yeah, listen, I think that it's something that brings everybody together. We get to joke about it on Monday, or we get to say how crappy they were on Monday. We've had that in a couple of years past. Uh, I'm excited for the Super Bowl commercials. I'm excited for the halftime show only because NFL had to scramble and add Travis Scott. As you know, he got his stage name from me. We're homies. He, we go way back. Uh, so I shout out to my boy. You go you go way back like Cadillac Obama. seats. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like Cadillac seats in, in hot Atlanta. <laughs> in hot Atlanta. All right. So, yeah, we we have... We have the halftime show going on. We got the commercials that are always exciting. Tell me this, Travis. Was the Janet Jackson 
Justin Timberlake. Is that the best halftime show that we've ever had? I tell you, I was like 12 years old and I saw my first boob. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I was like, I legitimately was like, and that was when DVR had just come out. And like, I just like look over at my parents and it was like, oh, can, we not, can I just use the remote for a second and rewind and make sure I just saw what I just saw? All right. We're going to jump into some food stuff, Travis, because I am at by, by day. As you know this, Big Travi, we'll let Whisper Nation know this. By day, I work in the restaurant industry. I uh, used to cook. I have since moved up from that position. But my true love is has been cooking. That's why my wife fell in love with me is because I can cook. So, Travis, I want to hear your top three things you got to have on Super Bowl Sunday. What three items have to be at your Super Bowl party? All right, well, wings. Okay. No, wings well, have to be there. what kind of wings? You can't just say wings. There's so many. You got Flavor Town. You got bring me to Flavor Town, dude. <laughs> well, we're going there. <laughs> uh, we I like I like my favorite is the traditional buffalo wings. I like that Frank's Red Hot. You can spice it up with a little bit more of your own extra. But I put that on everything. Yeah. So uh, I love some chicken wings, love some buffalo wings, really like to do a little Asian zing, like a little uh, buffalo wild wings kind of. Uh, OK, OK. Uh, you ever like throw the, you ever throw the lemon, the lemon pepper on there, dude? Oh, dude. Lemon oh, pepper, like Rick Ross, baby. Rick, dude, I, I, I thought for um, and I still kind of think that every little area has its own like little niche niche, however you want to say it. And I want to think that Arizona, that's where we get our the lemon pepper, man, is so strong here. You go to any restaurant and you want lemon pepper on something, you're getting it. Yeah, it's uh, listen, I put lemon pepper on everything. Chicken breast, if I'm doing some oh. prep, I love lemon pepper. Um, my second dish, Johnny, is nachos. And I'm not talking about, hey, let's throw some, you know, Napoleon dynamite cheese on the on the nachos. I'm talking like you gotta get one of those big turkey tin dishes you know that you usually you uh usually use for maybe thanksgiving if you're doing like you know the big donation meals where you're giving all these turkeys away you take a couple vats like that and you just dump a bunch of chips tons of different types of cheese i'm talking six different types of cheese cheeses you never even heard of all right wow six different cheeses and then you take some beans well, whatever your preference is, whatever your party preference is, we talk black beans, we got pinto beans, we got refried beans, whatever you guys are into. I personally like the refried when I'm talking about some nachos for the Super Bowl. And then you got all the fixins, man, all the fixins. I'm talking olives, I'm talking tomatoes. I mean, just really get crazy with this avocado. You know, out in California, we love our avocado. We got it growing everywhere. We love to just indulge in that avocado. Um and so that that leads me to my third one, and that's guacamole, baby. You can't have a Super Bowl party without any guacamole. And I'm telling you right now, the Rams are going to bring that guacamole all over the Patriots. <laughs> oh, oh, oh sorry. All I, right, I, Travis, I, I got to stop you there. I got to stop you right there because, first of all, you forgot the number one thing you've got to have at all Super Bowl parties, and that's beer, dude. You got to bring the beer, <laughs> man. So give me the beer. I like the chicken wing thing. Foul, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm throwing a flag on that, dude. I'm challenging that. I'm throwing a f red flag on that. 
So beer, uh, it's it has become a, a tradition. I started this three years ago, and since then it's kind of become a tradition. Whenever I host a Super Bowl party, got to make the Philly cheesesteaks, man. The Philly cheesesteaks. Mm. So I got the Philly cheesesteaks, and uh, and I'll give you the I'll give you the guacamole dip. But I'm I'm gonna also just I'm just gonna expand it a little bit. Just and you gotta have multiple dips, man. You gotta get the French onion dip. You gotta have the salsa out there. You gotta have the guac. If you don't have at least those three like dips, crockpot queso bean. Oh, dip. Yeah, oh, oh dude, yes, queso, man. So Actually, underrated. Hold on a second, man. Oh. I got it. I'm out of here. Hey, our fasting starts right now, doesn't it? Let's go. Let's go. All right. So those are our three. Let us know in the comments below what Please. what you guys are bringing to your Super Bowl party or what you have to have at your Super Bowl party if we did not mention it in this Listen, video. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at your boys here if we want to steal a couple recipes from your comments. All right. Hey, Listen, it, it just might happen. It just might happen. All right, Travis, that's enough of the food discussion. I'm getting a little hungry right yeah, now. Way too hungry. Let's let's jump into uh this this fun section. Before we should we should we break down let's break down the game first and then we'll jump into the prop section. All right. Let's call a little bit of an audible here. And we're gonna jump into uh the key matchups here when you're talking about this Rams game of this Rams defense. Versus this New Orleans, New Orleans should be <laughs> this wow. this New England Patriots offense and the New England Patriots defense against this potent Rams offense. All right, Travis. So why don't you break it down? I know you have a you have a couple of things that you're keeping an eye on, specifically that Rams D line versus the Pats O line and offense. Yeah. So why don't what, you jump what? into that? What seems to get lost in the fray here, you know, we talk about Indominus and Sue, we talk about Aaron Donald, but we, you know, we tend to forget about Dante Fowler, who was traded from the Jaguars. Uh, Great right pickup by them. Great pickup. Right, right around midseason. And he's actually made a little bit more noise than Aaron Donald in this postseason so far. He's had one and a half sacks, four tackles um, in those two playoff games he's been and two of those tackles Johnny were for a loss so he's getting into the backfield he's causing havoc and I'm telling you right now we're looking at a Rams defense that's kind of turned it around at the stretch run we wondered if this would be the case uh, mostly because they have a lot of personalities on that defense so we we're wondering if they're hot dogging it through the year relying on that offense and then kind of coming up to play when it counts most um, I don't know if that's actually accurate, but I'll tell you, like, I didn't think it was possible in the NFL because you, you don't see it that much that you can just take plays off and then get back into it. Um, you used to see it a lot in the NBA. Teams would coast, and you still kind of see it from time to time. Um, teams would coast in the playoffs and then get there. So I'm, I'm kind of seeing that. Uh, you look at Fowler, seven tackles in Jacksonville, and then he's had 19 since being traded to the Rams. So he's really thrived where he doesn't have to be one of the lone guys uh, generating a pass rush or generating tackles for loss. And then I just look at this like, you know, if Donald can't get there and Sue can't get there, but Fowler can, you look at the losses that the Patriots have suffered in their Super Bowls. They've been against teams that have generated a good pass rush. Those two Giants teams that had great pass rushers, Hall of Fame pass rusher and Michael Strahan. You look at uh, last year with the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a great they had a great pass rush that they only added to. Um, 
So I just look at some of these things. Like Obviously, Philly got it done in a lot of different ways against the Patriots, but these are some of the ways. Like We know that if you affect Brady, uh, you kind of get in his head, and McDaniels, you throw off the offense a little bit. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and that's why I want to bring up one of my key matchups here, and that is the old school versus the new school. And what I mean by that is Mr. Sean McVay, which is the new school versus Big Bill Belichick, the old schooler. Travis, Sean McVay is 24 and 8 in his first two seasons, and he is 2 and 1 in the playoffs. And we know Bill Belichick is Mr. Great. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to tell you this, Travis. I know you and I went to Lambeau. We did the whole tour, we, we got the history. I felt great about it, and we heard all this great information and stories about Mr. Lombardi, one of the best, if not, you know, he was considered the best coach all time for football, but I'm sorry, I've got to give it to Bill Belichick now. Travis, this is just insane. The amount of 10-plus seasons, or just 10 wins per season, he goes back so far that like they haven't had less than 10 wins in so long. And it's just unbelievable. This is going to be his ninth Super Bowl that he'll be playing in, which is just unfathomable. And so for me, I want to see this. I want to see how Sean McVay, you know, tricks Bill Belichick and kind of comes with something new. And I want to see what Bill Belichick has for Sean McVay and and the things that he has in store for that offense and trying to slow it down. So to me, I want to see those. I want to see the chess match between Sean McVay and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's one of the most exciting matchups. I think along with Aaron Donald versus Tom Brady, you're looking at Sean McVay versus Bill Belichick. Is this the changing of the guard? Is Belichick finally passing the torch to a guy like McVay? We've seen in the pressers that McVay has been getting texts from Belichick nearly after every game this year. So you can see that these guys have a mutual respect for one another. And or or is that just is that Bill Belichick getting in Sean McVay's head? Talking him up. He's like, yo, bro, you're doing the greatest long cons of all time. And I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if it was Bill Belichick doing it. But one of my favorite matchups to look at and one that's not being talked about enough here, Johnny, is the Rams run defense versus the Pat- Patriots run offense. Johnny, if you had a weakness for these Rams all the way across the team, what would you say it was this year? You would have said it was the run game. They, they have a, a struggle in stopping the run. Yeah, exactly. And that was a weakness coming into the Saints game that people said, well, this is why the Rams will lose to the Saints because, you know, that Saints, uh, you know, run offense is so prolific. We look at the run run defense over the last two playoff games. We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. They combined for 37 carries and only 93 yards. That's 2.51 per carry. The Rams' defense has really tightened up. It's Just to speak on that point I was talking about earlier, Wade Phillips has got these guys playing a little bit more with a little bit more of an edge, especially in these playoffs. But then you flip it to the other side of the ball, Johnny. We saw what these Patriots did to the Chargers, just demolished them on the ground. Sony Michelle, James White, and you look at the pay- of the 82 playoff carries that the Patriots have ran, only six of those have gone for a loss. 
I mean, that is mind-boggling to me. They are just that offensive line is playing lights out right now. So I'm really excited for the battle in the trenches. See how those linemen are going to be able to rack up against each other. And uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready to see what happens here. What's going to give first? Yeah, it it will be interesting. Not only the running game, right, but the running backs out of the backfield. Because when you look at this wide receiver core for the New England Patriots, that was made the one of the major flaws and why a lot of people didn't think they could make it to the Super Bowl was because they don't necessarily have all the weapons that they normally have. And it's not like they normally have a ton of weapons either, but you look at Gronk has not been himself at all this year at any point. Um, You have Julian Edelman, who's actually been playing probably one of the best seasons uh, he's had in, in his career. And the majority of the rest of the, the pass catchers are dump offs to James White or Rex Burkhead. Uh, you don't see Sony Michelle get very many dump offs here. You talk about sweet feet, sweet feet. My boy James White, man, with the best Instagram handle ever, dude. At Sweet Feet, I'm on Instagram. Great follow. Listen, James White has a way of showing up in these big games. So to your point, Johnny, the way that McDaniel's will, you know, definitely scheme with the lack of weapons, as you're saying, and get these backs involved. I mean, that's going to be huge. Yep. All right, Travis, anything else that you want to go over as far as yeah, breaking just, down these teams? I want to talk about one more thing, and, and that's the the enemy or the bad guy from the last game for the Rams. Uh, if you're talking about basically, you know, if you're talking to anybody from Louisiana, they're going to tell you that Nickel Roby Coleman is the bad guy. He's their villain, and that's the man who, you know, committed pass interference, but it wasn't called. Um, but he's actually been really great. Of his only of of the twenty six targets he's received in the playoffs, he's only allowed twelve completed against him. Yeah, that's because yards. he just pass interferes on all of them and doesn't get it called. But. That's right. That's right. So if they do catch the ball, if he doesn't tackle him <laughs> first, uh, they're only catching it for about three point five yards per attempt. He's actually doing really well. He's been one of the best slot corners in the league uh, this year, and he's and he's showing out in the playoffs. Besides, uh, you know getting away with one yeah um, hey you win some you lose some that's why hey julian edelman and we know what julian edelman is for tom brady i'm really interested to see how mcdaniels is going to move edelman around or stack the formation do bunch formations um can edelman get it going he seems to just show up so big in these big games i would not bet against him but uh the matchup's going to be intriguing to watch yeah dude this could turn out to be the nightmare on edelman street i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Wow. all right so let's jump in with that being said let's jump into a few prop bets that are pretty fun and i want you we're both going to give our over under whatever and i'm going to start off with a a couple of curveballs here travis We've got C.J. Anderson. We, we, there's a bigger prop bet that we'll talk about in just a second. But C.J. Anderson, over or under 5.5 receiving yards? Um, I'm going to give him over. I feel like he could get... I feel like he get a little dump off somewhere. I think I, I'm going to go the other way. I think he's going to go under on that one. He's not really had very many pass catches uh, this postseason he's listen he's had a a, talking about super bowl champion cj anderson yeah well this guy is a seasoned vet whoa whoa travis the the picks come later my brother the picks come later don't spoil it saying 
He's already won a Super Bowl, bro. He knows how to play in this game. Yeah, that's that is a good valid point. All right. We've got so you're you're saying over. I'm going under on that one. All right. We have staying on the same CJ Anderson bus here. Cause you just gotta love wow, this dude. under underdog story, right? Because he's fat, you're gonna call him a bus? Wow. I mean unbelievable. <laughs> uh over or under a hundred all-purpose yards for C.J. Anderson? I'm going to say under. I really yeah. think that it's going to be a girly game. I think that uh, it's going to be a game in which Gurley uh, produces because he's been called out all week. He's been called out in the media for the last month in the playoffs. Uh, I think he really shows up. I think he's taking it to heart, and I think they, you know, McVay said he's going to need to get him involved, and so I, I believe in McVay. All right, well. I will tell you something. If Todd Gurley does not perform in this game, like he doesn't get very many touches, like he uh, two weeks ago, and he's sitting on the or standing on the sidelines, there is seriously something wrong. And I don't be shocked at all if after the game we hear like, "Oh, Todd Gurley had a slight ACL tear or something." Don't be surprised by it because it will be unusual. Because of an injury. Yeah, I I think that that might be because there was no I think reason. He got but... out of a rhythm. Uh, uh. The more I look at it, I think he did have the injury and he came back, but I think he got out of his rhythm. They were rolling when he was in there, and then you know some of the stuff he's doing now, he's dropping passes. It wasn't something that he was doing this at all this year or last year. I think maybe it was more of a mental game, and maybe the week off helped him. We'll see. Um, all right. I'd like to see how that plays out. So with that being said, Todd Gurley, I'm going to give you three prop bets. You're going to get I want your response on all three, okay? Over or under one touchdown. Don't tell me how to live my life, Johnny. Over over or under one touchdown, over or under 100 yards rushing and over or under 50 yards receiving. I'm going to give him under on the receiving. He's going to go over on the 100 yards, and he's going to go over the touchdown. All right. I'm going to go over on the touchdown. I think he gets two. I'm going to go under on the rushing yards, and I'm going to go over on the receiving yards. Okay? Next up, we're going to go with his quarterback, Jared Goff. Over under three touchdowns and over under on 300 yards passing. You know what? I hold on. I just want to say I was I was on Roto World earlier, and they had they were talking about a funny prop bet. The bet is that he will throw a pick before he throws a touchdown. Oh, it's like very plus interesting. Fifty with Bovada, I think, if you do that bet. So that's a good one. Um, so some of those are fun. Um, so over or under three hundred yards passing, he's gonna go on. That what's the over under for this game, Johnny? Oh, let me look that. That's a good point here. Let me look this up. Can we have our intern look that up? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Uh, hey, Joe. Oh, okay. Over under fifty six and a half points. It's not terrible. That yeah, it's not. But here's okay. I I agree with you. I think that it's going to be a low scoring game. That's what we kind of. That's a pattern that we've seen over the last few weeks. We we've seen defenses kind of tighten up. Uh, so I Man, would say I would love one of those Patriots Chiefs or 
Chiefs, uh, Rams repeat, man. Oh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be really, really fun. But I think that I would put them at over 300 yards passing, but I would go under on three touchdowns because I think Todd Gurley gets two. I think Goff gets one. And I'll give you my scoring prediction shortly, but that's my guess uh, if I had to break it down. So two Todd Gurley, one passing by golf. All right. My thing <laughs> I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think these oh, I, I do too. Playing, I I would defense are playing a little better and so for me I think Goff's going to go under 300 yards I think. And what's it two touchdowns or three? It said three. So he's oh. under three touchdowns especially if we're giving a couple more to Gurley. And um okay, yeah, so I think under three touchdowns, under 300 yards uh uh passing so let's move on to the wide receivers here for the la rams brandon cooks over under one touchdown and 100 receiving yards i like cooks to be the better receiver this week and i think that's because listen I just love stories i love narratives and i really like the story of brandon cooks against his old team Especially, remember when Cook signed and we were talking to him on the podcast about how jacked Sean McVay was about Brandon Cooks? I mean, he wouldn't shut up at practice. (laughs) Have you you seen how fast Brandon Cooks is? Have you seen how fast he is? He's so fast. So I think he loves this guy, and he's talked in the presser all week about how he's not going to trade him like everybody else did. I (laughs) thought that was pretty funny. Um, So I like Brandon Cooks to have a little bit better. I think he he crushes the 100 yards and he gets a touchdown, maybe, maybe more. He's going to have Goff's touchdown. How heartbreaking would it be if he lost back-to-back Super Bowls on two different teams? <laughs> like that's that sucks, man. I'm going to go I'm going to say I agree with your assessment on Brandon Cooks. I think he actually has a good day. I think he has a a really good day. Uh I'm going to go oh I do think that he gets the touchdown and I do believe he gets over 100 yards receiving. All right. On the opposite side, we've got Robert Woods, who had one of the best years of his career this year. Kind of emerged as one of Goff's favorite targets after uh, Cooper Cup went down. So over under one touchdown and 100 receiving yards. I'm going to put the under on both. I just kind of believe in the Cook story. I yeah. believe Cooks and Gurley are going to be what, what rolls this offense. Okay, so I agree with both of those statements. So we're going to flip it to the other side. Mr. Tom Brady, Mr. Nine Super Bowl appearance, Tom Brady. Mr. Hope my wife doesn't listen to this. One of the hottest women in the world, dating, uh, married to Gazelle. I'm going to edit that part out. She gazelle? won't. Is she married to a gazelle? No. He's, his oh, his wife's his name is Giselle. Yeah, Giselle, yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Booby traps. All right. So (laughs) Tom Brady over under three touchdowns and 300 passing yards. Same stat line as Jared Goff. I'm going to do an exact push on the touchdowns. He'll throw three touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Uh, He's going to go over 300 yards passing. And what was the, uh, that was it? Yeah, that was it. I'm going to go over 300 yards passing. Thank you, Whisper Nation. Over over oh, no. 300 yards passing as well, under three touchdowns, okay? Sony Michelle, running back, 
New England Patriots. Over under consigliere. <laughs> over under one touchdown, one hundred yards rushing, and fifty receiving yards. I'm a firm believer that this is going to be the James White show. I just feel like that guy shows up in big games. I'm going to go under on the hundred yards. Is this all purpose yards or ru- rushing yards? That was rushing yards. Yeah, I'm going to go under on the hundred yards. And uh, I don't think he's going to score. Okay, so I I have to disagree I, I there. I believe in this Rams defense, man. It's really tightened up. We talked about it at the top of the show. I just I believe in it. In the last three games in the playoffs, Sony Michelle, well, they've only played in two. Okay, so Sony Michelle has had 242 rushing yards. So he's gone over 100 rushing yards in both games. He's had five touch rushing touchdowns. He has only had one reception on one target for nine yards. So I'm going to say he's going under 50 yards receiving. He's going over on the rushing yards, and he will go over on the rushing touchdown. He will have, Well, I'm going to say he's going to push on that one. He's going to push on the one rushing touchdown. Okay? We're going to jump over to his other running mate, and that is Mr. James White, who Big Travi just talked about. And he is on over or under 100 all-purpose yards. Yeah, I got him over 100 all-purpose yards pretty easily, in my opinion. Okay, and uh, I agree. I think I think he's over the touchdowns. In fact, I think he's 100% over on the touchdowns. I think he gets two. Okay, I would agree with that as well. He just has a nose and a knack for the end zone. So yeah, ask ask uh, the hometown team, the Atlanta Falcons, if James White knows how to score a touchdown or not. Ooh, that's cold-blooded, dude. That's still cold-blooded. Hey. Shots fired. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end the show. We've gone over, you know, each side, what we're watching. We've gone over prop bets. Now we're going to end this last part of the show with who wins. Well, first give me, Travis, the score prediction, and give me who is the ultimate victor in this game. It's going to be 27 to 24. I just took my jersey off and it was the Patriots. <laughs> like the classic. WWE. Classic. <laughs> classic I would, I would We would totally, totally play the, uh, what was that? It's um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? When he yeah. did that to uh, Vince McMahon, he was like, yo, I'm going to team with you. And all of a sudden, boom, right in the midsection. Yeah. Stutter, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Uh, listen, 27-24 in overtime. The Rams Ooh. win it. Well, the Greg Zerline 50-yarder. You put I'm Tony Romo in it right now. Wow, okay. What I'm saying overtime is Buffalo Wild Wings is giving America free wings if the Super Bowl goes to overtime. And I'm a man of the people, Johnny. I hey. want the Whisper Nation to enjoy some wings with me. So listen, Whisper Nation, if it goes to overtime and they win, I want you to tag us in it. Show us that you're eating those wings. I love it. Beautiful. I love that. That's awesome. I'm now hoping for overtime. But, Travis, I like what you're going with the score. In fact, that was the exact score that I projected was 27-24. Why you got to steal my score, bro? If you, if, you went, if you follow us on Twitter, at TF Whispers, uh, I posted that on on our Twitter account. 
I said 27-24. Follow us on Twitter. Yep. Because you're getting nuggets before they come out on the show. Exactly. Right? Hey. All right. So, uh, <laughs> but here's the difference, Travis. I have it not going into overtime. I have Mr. Tom Brady doing a classic Tom Brady move in a final drive. Last few minutes of the game, need to score. They're down 20 to 24. They are needing a score to win the game. And Tom Brady does it once again to win another Super Bowl and to walk off into the sunset. That's my biggest projection and prediction is that after the game, Tom Brady will announce his retirement and say, I am done. I'm hanging up the cleats. I'm the greatest all time. I'm out. Let us know what you think, Whisper Nation. Let us know if you're signing on Big Travi's side or on my side, Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can catch us on Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you follow us. We're going to be going live tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. And we want to know what you got. All right? Until next time, that's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. And we're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace.